Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are on this astounding planet that we're all sharing together as we hurtle through the cosmos, seeking meaning to our existence. This is Living Consciously. I'm your host, Monty Taylor, and today we have our wonderful special co-host today, Deborah Wolf, Dr. Deborah Wolf, uh, which we'll be telling you, telling you more about. She's an integrative therapist with and an anthropologist and has so much insight to share with us. But first, let's just look at the headlines of the day astrologically because that's what a large base of our listenership is interested in. Well, this is the last day that the sun is traveling through Capricorn. It's turning, it's looking back and saying, what have we learned about the structure of ourselves, our lives, and society? How solid is it? What illusions are it being is it based upon now? What reality is freeing us, not limiting us? And the most important thing is we're going to have a new moon tomorrow. And that's an interesting thing because the new moon is the beginning of psychological phases. And the new moon is going to be in Aquarius, the sign of awakening. We are now getting deeper and deeper into the terrain of Aquarian consciousness. And a fascinating thing is that right now the moon is conjunct, or in other words, it is holding hands in the same degree of the same sign with Pluto, the planet of psychotherapy. And Aquarius squares or challenges or forms an angle of support to Scorpio, which is the sign of psychotherapy. And Scorpio is ruled by Pluto, the planet of psychotherapy. So here we have the planet of psychotherapy today, conjunct the moon, which is the human emotions and the general public and the consciousness of the collective of all of us inhabiting this earth together. We also have a few other planets in Aquarius right now. Venus and Mercury, or Hermes. Beloved Hermes, remember, we're now having the opportunity, while the sun is flooding its light all over the sign of Sagittarius and uh, Aquarius now, because we have Sagittarius involved because Saturn is there. And Saturn rules Capricorn, where the moon is and where we've just had the sun. So let's just put together illumination, the sun, with harmony and communication, Venus and Hermes, with the planet of psychotherapy delving into the depths, the underworld of the human consciousness, and all under the beloved guidance of Saturn, a personal trainer in our charts. Remember, we'll discuss, in fact, later today, how all planetary archetypal energies in your chart should be regarded as your support team. They're not there to cause grief for you. They are there to challenge you when you need it. And Saturn, of all planets, is your personal trainer. So that being said, to give the astrological framework to today's theme, I want to welcome to the show again Deborah Wolf, PhD, who will help us cope with and embrace the challenges and changing stages of consciousness that are coming into being at this present time. Welcome, Deborah, to Living Consciously. Thank you, Monty. It's so good to be here again. Oh, it's going to be an exciting adventure today because we're going to look at innovation and equality. And we don't have to lose ourselves in all of this equality. It doesn't have to be conformity, does it? It certainly depends on the individual and what's going on astrologically and in their lives, but no. That's the theme <laughs> of the show. That's exactly it. How do we interact with a magnificent higher octave degree of interdependence instead of codependence while yes. in we maintain our own center, right? I, I think that's a lifelong search, and I think we get a little bit better at that as we get older yes. and less self-conscious. And humanity gets better at it every time we change ages. Yes, and we welcome the age of Aquarius. I mean, yes. we've certainly gone through a lot of Sturmendrang yeah, to get for 2,300 years. So now we're going to start another 2,300 years of exploring a new concept of how we relate to each other as a unified whole, 
instead of being just little mosaic pieces that aren't really organically connected with the big picture. Mati, I wonder if you're being optimistic. (laughs) (laughs) What other choice do I have? But you're absolutely right. Yes, please give us more of your insights about where we're going. I don't think it's either or of course at all. I think that we are made up of many selves, that the concept of mosaic is, or as I see it, a kaleidoscope is very, very apt. I think we yearn for connectedness, and we also need desperately to feel our individuality and empowered in that. And that is a lifelong journey. Yeah, it's the stage where we are that we can understand. Uh, I, in my practice, for example, and with myself, the concept of interconnectedness, of being part of a whole, sometimes feels very comforting and nice. However, there are many people who feel as they get too close emotionally to someone else that that's just enough. That's all they want. That's Mm -hmm. what they can handle. And a lot of um, searching has to do with finding what is true and real for you. Yes, that's the absolute reality of it. What is true and real for you? Because everything's valid depending on the perspective. And everyone has a different journey and a different point in their journey where they right now are taking stock and looking around and they're going to get different perspectives. That doesn't mean there's conflict. It just means there's different perspectives seeking integration. And you have to look at it, of course, in the overall picture of life stage development, of life transitions, of times where you're so self-conscious you can't stand it when you're young. Uh, And then as you gradually get more experience and your brain develops, uh, your heart develops, your experiences help mellow you, you've got quite a lot more to draw from. Yes, and speaking of drawing from, we're approaching now, we're the age, the generation now that we call the millennials are starting to come into their power in terms of legal voting rights and economic clout. They are a major factor now, and we're waking up to that, and so are they. And it's a, a state of transition that we should look at as exciting. For eons, every generation has lamented losing its control and its values over the dominant force of nature and man and giving away what they think is their power to the upcoming generation, which is seeking guidance and independence in equal measure. Interesting. Fascinating. Yeah. What I'm finding is um, emotional closeness is not going to be extinct it's certainly going to transform the way it's used because right now we are communicating this is the big dominant message of astrology at the moment we have become a digitalized society worldwide in our communications and we have to understand the downline ripple effect of that and how we write it rather than be engulfed by it. So you have a lot of interesting insights about actually how all of this texting and emailing and thinking almost with a veil of anonymity over you when you're working on social media, it's affecting the human brain, isn't it? It is affecting the human brain. Studies show that, in fact, now that we have the gift of of functional MRIs and can see the brain in motion, you can see how uh, the brain with people who use social media, I don't know, I think it's individual, but are using it every day for quite a lot of time, that they are, uh, that many of them can become addicted to it, psychologically addicted to it, and have the same brain formations as someone addicted to other kinds of things, heroin, cigarettes, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if they are not allowed, if they cannot get to whatever it is, they have withdrawal symptoms. Not everybody who uses it, but that is an unlooked-for pitfall. Well, that's fascinating because all addiction really will have a chemical component to it, won't it? Yes, 
And yet there is the yearning for connectedness. Yes. And since that's easily available and you can connect all over the world, mm-hmm. um, it's it's very convenient. And it's both a blessing and a curse, I guess. For well, we were discussing in the studio here just before the show uh, that connectedness is changing its definition, really. And people are able to connect in terms of exchanging information, but they can't connect the subtleties of the emotional reactions they're having. Uh, It used to be you could tell someone's mood from their handwriting. Well, you can't tell someone's mood from a text yet. I'm sure they'll come in with the style of doing that. But it's so incredibly challenging to rethink the way we communicate. So I'm sure that that's going to be your jurisdiction. I'm sure lots of people are looking to us now, having you on the show on a regular basis, to have these insights. So it's the subtlety for the moment that seems to be missing in media communications. I think that texts, for example, emails, for example, are hieroglyphics. Mm -hmm. And that People, in one way, are learning to interpret them in a whole different way, but in another way, very much do not understand what is really trying to be communicated, the sender is trying to communicate. There's the crux of the matter. They do not understand really, in depth, what is trying to be communicated. So where does that leave us? What do we do while we're in transition? We know there's no quick fix to this. But what would you counsel people to do? Um, What happens quite a lot is people bring in text or read text to me and say, what did he mean? Mm -hmm. And that this becomes, I suppose, uh, this generation's version of telephone calls, which at least you have the advantage of the tone of voice, that I think people will always say, what did he mean? Right. But the te- with a text, with an email, you only have the words. And yes. it's your interpretation. Yes. And it's so much what you bring to it, what you're superimposing on it. Well, that's the mission of this show, to give meaning to words, to give meaning to communication. Uh, That's why I do a series of lectures now on mythology, because mythology gives meaning to the message that astrology delivers. And if you don't understand the meaning from the right perspective, it can lead to confusion. So I'm so fascinated, dear listeners. We have a wonderful show ahead of us today, and I'd like you to please uh, give us a call with your questions for me or else Dr. Deborah Wolf, who's with us today. Take advantage of the moment. And let's say, how do you give meaning now? How do you find meaning in today's social media communication? This is a purely Aquarian phenomena that we're going to explore together. So please give us a call at 877-480-4120. You're listening to Living Consciously. I'm your host, Monty Taylor, and we're joined today by Dr. Deborah Wolf. And this is the TalkingAlternative.com network. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Bonjour, this is Dominique de Coq. Bonjour, c'est Tamara Zuboff. Bonjour, c'est Asania Kone. We are hosting Pardon My French New York City. Our guests come from all over the world. From Mali to New Caledonia, from Paris to Quebec. French is a common language, yet they all come from different cultures, backgrounds or countries. And their common desire is to make New York their home. Listen to them share their stories. Join us at Pardon My French New York City every Monday from 1 to 2 p.m. Are you stuck in your business or career? Trying to take your business to the next level and it keeps hitting a wall? This is Sam Leibowitz, the Conscious Consultant. 
I will help you get to the root cause of your abundance issues and help move you forward in your life. Call me now and let's create the future you dream of. 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. The Conscious Consultant, helping conscious people be better business people. TalkingAlternative.com Welcome back to Living Consciously. I'm your host, Monty Taylor, and we're joined today by Dr. Deborah Wolf, and we're exploring being linked but not connected. It's our new virtual reality of society that we're doing. So, Deborah, those born since the year 1980 are said to be, they're comprising the millennial generation. We're the baby boomers. And the millennials are the first generation to fully embody the characteristics and values of the age of Aquarius because of the time they're living in. They didn't bring it about. They are the ones that are embodying it. Uh, They are a contrast to the societal values of the generation that preceded them. So they value tradition, but they're not limited by it or bound by it. And they know that time is speeding up. And a universal equality is starting to pervade all of the world's cultures. Now, that's a really exciting opportunity for mankind's evolution, but it's also challenging and disorienting at the same time. How would you advise our listeners to stay centered in this time of massive transformation? Well, first, I think it's important to say that yes there's a universality excuse me <clears throat> there's a universality in that everyone has much more ac- access to each other yeah. by texting by emails by the social media but it's being interpreted culturally so that for example you have the arab spring and then you have social media with a different way of interpreting how to Uh, celebrate or uh, further certain teachings, certain religious teachings. And this happens so much more quickly, as you pointed out, because people are connected instantly with social media. Yes. So from the point of view of, yes, it's available universally and there is a universal culture of the use of social media, yes. But the way that it's interpreted, the way that it's used, the way that it's uh, become social action or whatever mm-hmm. depends on what is culturally happening at that point. And then you've got the individual. So your question is how to stay centered. Yeah. I think that staying centered is one of the great challenges of this age because, as you say, things are moving much more quickly. Social media, for example, to go back to that, can make people feel more inadequate because they can compare themselves more easily with other people on Facebook, people they went to high school with. I think you bring with it, again, who you are. So let's start with you. Let's start with how to make yourself feel good and centered no matter who you are or what you're comparing yourself with or what you're trying to do. I think that crucial to that is being able to Calm yourself. Meditation is a very good thing to do. Running, yoga, whatever it is that feels right to you. And then learn an inner dialogue that is similar to what you would say to a best friend, how you would encourage your friend. Learn to do on an ongoing basis 
that kind of thing to you. Good job. That wasn't so bad. You'll have another chance. Let's see what the next step is. Whatever the reassuring messages are uh, to silence one's inner critic, and most of us have one, uh, that if that becomes habitual, then staying centered is much easier. You have a different perspective when confronted with social media or any other challenge. I always talk about, as many other people do, nutrition and keeping the body your friend that you came into the world with healthy and happy and social connectedness mm-hmm. uh, social media is excellent for social connectedness in terms of reaching other people or reaching back in time to your high school people uh, reaching people who are interested in the same things it's great especially for people who are isolated older people there are many many pluses Personally, from what we've been saying, I think it needs always to be put in perspective in one's life. That's it. That's part of living consciously, and you're helping us so much. You've given us all, especially me, a wonderful new insight uh, just now uh, when you said uh, this wonderful friend inside yourself. So now I'm going to go out, and when I meditate, I'm going to start by looking for my inner best friend. Perfect. (laughs) <laughs> we, not my inner critic, my inner best friend. And you see, we've been overly emphasizing the criticism as the only means of becoming better. Right. Instead because that's what we were taught very frequently by parents who were trying to socialize us or teachers who were trying to socialize us. And I'm not quite sure why, but people tend to remember criticism more than they remember being praised. Because criticism produces a different emotional reaction of a different chemistry. That uh, It's so interesting. And when you said, think back, you know, who were your friends in high school, etc.? Well, to a Jungian like me, that says, ah, let's go back to who you were when those high school friends were reflecting back to you a lot of the qualities that you have since put under a bushel that you have since <laughs> swept under the rug, you know. That's when you weren't afraid to make a mistake. And so this is very liberating what you're doing for us, Deborah. Thank you so much. But that's what the age of Aquarius is for. That's what a new moon in Aquarius is for that we'll have tomorrow. And that's what the sun going into Aquarius is for, which will happen again tomorrow. It's all liberation without destruction. Wonderful. So we need to prepare ourselves for that. How can we accept liberation without destruction? Personally, how can we use it in our lives? Yes. Um, There's a line in an old Gilbert and Sullivan operetta that said, Oh, my soul is still my body's prisoner. And when you were talking about being centered, uh, you made me think of the age of of Rumi, the great mystical Mm. poet, the Sufi. And then it made me think of the whirling dervishes who are finding their center by whirling gracefully and solidly upon a vortex of consciousness. It's so fascinating to me. We've had symbols talking about these general principles for eons, but they have different applications according to the time and age we're living in. And generations are the reflection of the changing of ages. Fascinating. It's just wonderful. What do you find now is one of the major issues that we could help our listeners with right now? They have to now deal and do their business promotions on social media. They have to use websites. All of this is being incorporated. It's not replacing the center. It's another expression of the center. It's an extension of the center. And as we were saying earlier, it's a new art form. I think, uh, rather, let's reframe that. They have the advantage of reaching out in social media. They have the advantage of designing a website, if you choose to do that, that reflects them. Think how wonderful that is to try to reflect how you are defining yourself. Uh And then what symbols or what texts can you use communicate that it is a new art form 
That's magnificent. And as you know, I'm working on this new project called Artology, which is, I call it, man's study of himself through the art he produces. Can you talk more about that? Can you give an example? That's so exciting. Uh, Well, for example, if you look back at um, before the printing press, look at the hand-painted manuscripts that were done in monasteries with great patience as a meditation with this great big beautiful initial we talk about our initials that certainly means what is the first letter the initial letter and they were usually almost a portrait or a painting and before the text really started now we have texts that are produced instead of with the craftsmanship of the master's brush two thumbs busily punching a little keyboard (laughs) you see and it is a new art form it is and if we would respect it as such and give it a chance to evolve this is what the lower side of aquarius is uranus remember was in the myth castrated by rejecting all of his creations because they were not immediately evolved He didn't want to bother with allowing something to develop. He wanted it to be instantaneously manifested. So he kept rejecting his own creations. How often are we doing that today? Well, I I would like to go back to the media and these two thumbs, which sounds like an animated film in cartoon, uh, and talk about graphic design, which is a new art form. Yes, it is. And one that really is allowing tremendous creativity, tremendous expression. So I think that that's an extension of social media into an art form, I think, in your terms. And we're sensitizing the published to a new sense of symmetry, a new sense of balance, a new sense of color. Uh, it, it can offend some. It can excite others. That's the diversity of what we're going through right now. So to me, it's just, I so often get, and I'm sure you do too, we'll talk about it more deeply in the next segment, but people bring you a text and say, what did he mean? People are texting and communicating via social media, but they don't really understand the intention of the communication so often because the subtlety is not there. Uh, but on the other hand, I think a very a new kind of dialogue, a new kind of banter takes place, for example, with text, yes. and that you can form a sense of the other person's personality. On the other hand, you become addicted to getting that text after well, you've sent one, and why aren't they responding, and what does that mean, so that there also can be a little bit more worry there as well. So, dear listeners, how are you going to bring meaning to your next text or email? And what are you expecting it to produce? And why are you emotionally disappointed if you don't get the kind of response you want right away? We're all going to discuss these things when we come back. And I hope you'll be part of it if you'll give us a call. The number is 877-480-4120. You're listening to Living Consciously. I'm your host, Monty Taylor, and today we're joined by Dr. Deborah Wolf. This is the TalkingAlternative.com network. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. 
If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials. It addresses relationships, finance, business, health, and above all, creativity. Current planetary cycles can either support or challenge your objectives. I'm Montgomery Taylor. If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at monty at montytaylor.com. That's monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at montytaylor.com. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back, dear listeners from around the world. You're listening to Living Consciously. I'm your host, Monty Taylor, and we're joined today by Dr. Deborah Wolf as we are exploring being connected, uh, but not, you know, we're linked to each other, but we don't have this unified field of connection. What we're really discussing is it's very interesting to the post World War II generation, referred as the baby boomers, that although the world's population as well as the local community is better linked, with access to each other than ever before in history. The personal, emotional, and intuitive nature of human contact seems to be fading into the past. That's an interesting observation. I wouldn't call it a diagnosis yet. But uh, don't you find people coming to you for guidance are experiencing that? Well, I, I'd like to continue a little bit with people trying to uh, interpret Yes. Text messages. Yes. That's or, what gives or the connection. Email, emails. Yeah. And I really think it's kind of a modern day version of telephone calls. Mm-hmm. Except with telephone calls, you had the advantage of tone of voice, as I said before. With texts, the, there's just the text. So then the timing of the reply becomes very important. Yes. And if you text someone and expect a reply, this is the etiquette of texting, and you don't get one, it's awfully easy to use that as a Rorschach, Mm -hmm. a diagnostic text. Why didn't they get back to me? Am I not important enough? So that social media is the modern-day version of a Rorschach that if you're an insecure person or if you're in this relationship that might make you have some self-doubts, it enhances it. And it enhances it by the timing of whether the person gets back or not. So that I've found it's very good uh, manners and it's kind to text back right away, Mm -hmm. even a one-word text. So that many people who are trying to decipher what did he really mean by this, part of it has to do with timing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that that is, I think that that's more uh, r- relevant now. It happens more now because so many more people are using texts as the way of communicating with each other. So the etiquette is reflecting back the personal emotional needs of what they're lacking. Yes. Isn't that fascinating? But it enhances it as well. I mean, you yes. could be having a perfectly great day. Yeah. And you and you text someone, and they don't get back to you. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with you? Why aren't they getting back? Isn't that 
important enough? I mean, there are all kinds of human questions that this raises. But it's also the challenge for them to realize that the other person receiving that text may be in the middle of a radio broadcast or a dental appointment or be in a very emotionally overwrought state of mind at the moment. And so it is also that two-way challenge, isn't it? Absolutely. But for all of you listeners out there, get back as soon as get back to someone <laughs> as soon as you can. And to all you other listeners out there, or it may be the same person, uh, do as Monty says and develop a little compassion, develop a little mm-hmm. intuition, uh, develop a little. Maybe it isn't me. Maybe something's going on with them. Exactly. I'll never forget that I sent a long, corrected, very complicated piece of graphic email information that had to be switched and corrected to a millennial corporation. and uh, Who shall be remain nameless. Yes, and they immediately got back to me. But what shocked me and actually inspired me was the cover letter to this beautifully corrected graphic that they did. The cover letter said only one thing. Ta-da. <laughs> but didn't that say it all? <laughs> yes, it did. So we're learning to concentrate uh, and be less Victorian in our wordy, convoluted communication from the perspective of the newer generation into the actual communication needed at the moment. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We were talking earlier about the fact that Social media does not have tone of voice, does not have body language. Yeah. And that, in a way, people become more skilled in how to communicate that way, even if it is more briefly, more abbreviated. But we were talking about the human need to thrive by body contact. Yes. By feeling safe, by feeling loved, by feeling held, by feeling seen by feeling special and safe again. I think safe is really important. So we had been talking about uh, experiments that had been done with monkeys whose mothers had died. Yes. And the monkeys did not thrive, even if they were fed, even if they were taken care of. These are lab monkeys. Until somebody, I, I wish I remembered the study, but what it was was so fascinating, uh, got a cloth faux mother, and the baby immediately, that became its power object, that became the thing that it drew this from. So within itself, it was able to generate that as soon as its brain felt that it was being touched, that it was having that body contact. And you were mentioning programs in which uh, preemies or AIDS babies, uh, that they make a practice in hospitals of having people hold them. Yes, volunteers. Yes, mm-hmm. so that they have that body contact so they can thrive. Mm-hmm. Because even if they are taken perfect care of, fed, and their needs are met in every other way, they tend to waste away. We humans, we primates need that. It's a primal instinct, isn't it? Absolutely. So how do we build it in in the social media? How do you stroke people, you know, in the social media, in social media? How do you do that? How do you reach out? How do you make that contact? And there are a lot of uh, ways, emoji, you know, X's, exclamation points, things that convey emotion as well as information exchange. So here we come back to artology, where a symbol, like an exclamation part or a part or an emoji, uh, those Thank you. symbols from uh, <laughs> Japan that I don't, e- my antique cell phone won't even receive them. Uh, so we've got to get up to date. But it's exactly that. A symbol will produce an emotional reaction of comfort, reassurance, or the opposite in the person receiving the symbol. Yes. Symbols are so powerfully important, and that's the Jung Institute just published that new book called The Power of Symbols. It's such an amazing thing, you know, when we see the sign, no smoking, okay, intellectually we know there's no smoking. When you see a cigarette with a circle around it and a line through it, you have a whole different emotional reaction. 
So I wonder if when you do that for the first time, you have to think about what does that mean? And then a part of your brain expands. Right. So we have to be more mindful of the visual format of our texting and emails. And now there's a new dimension coming in. I haven't caught up with it yet called Skyping, where we can actually like two-way interactive television, see each other's image. Um, it's not so clear yet, but you can see it. At least you have the illusion, like the baby's feeling being held. At least you can see the person that you're connecting with. Um, do you feel that that could be a help, but we have to learn how to develop it, right? Oh, absolutely. I remember being at a Christmas celebration uh, with family members and there were some family members who were were somewhere else and they skyped this was so great and they did this um, each of them did group singing and they tried to figure out you know who who did it better it was a wonderful wonderful way of connecting that's an amazing thing i find it so fascinating especially in a group dynamic which i had never thought of applying it to but that's very brilliant for you uh dear listeners we have a caller coming in on line one. Grace is on line one. Welcome to Living Consciously, Grace. Do you have a question for Dr. Deborah Wolf or myself? Yes. Hi, Monty. Happy New Year to you. Thank you. Happy New Year to you. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to um, comment on the physiological aspect of um, all the social media now and um, how it impacts us not having that person-to-person contact, both our body chemistry, blood chemistry, and and then how that um, may be, um, I guess, affecting our psychological health. I don't know, Doctor, do you have any any ideas on that? Um, I think it's both pro and con. I am not versed on um, brain chemistry and social media more than the generalities we've talked about, that it changes the nature of the brain, that there's more dopamine so that it, there's a possibility of being addicted because it feels so good. But uh, I'm, I think, I frankly think it is a wonderful, wonderful uh, expansion of the human experience as long as we're careful to realize that it can also cause uh, emotions within ourselves that we need to contend with, such as jealousy or feeling left out. But it does often connect us with people we haven't been in touch with for a very long time, and that makes us feel good if they're people we want to connect with. True, and you actually even brought up earlier, Doctor. Even with myself, I find that I'm at the computer, and then at a certain time I say, okay, I have to get out and be with people, real people. Great. That is so important, Grace. You know, I can feel it. I'm I'm a highly sensitive individual, but I can, you know, I feel that, and I, you know, I sense that I know I have to go out. But I'm wondering, you know, someone who's maybe not as sensitive, do they they realize that in themselves, that lack of that? you know, human contact. I think you're very lucky to be that sensitive, and I think that people who are not may not be aware, but sooner or later, I think they realize they do need that human contact. Just like the babies that Monty was talking about before, it, it, it makes a difference in all of our lives. Well, Absolutely. we just have to get an app that lets us feel the hug at the other end of the email. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think we need to be selective about who's hugging us. That's true, that true, Doctor. Oh, thank you, Grace, for calling in. Thank you. That's marvelous. Well, dear listeners, we have one more segment ahead of us. We're about to go to break. Please, if you want to participate in the conversation, call us at 877-480-4120. You're listening to Living Conscious. This is the TalkingAlternative.com network. You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Have you ever decided to reinvent yourself? Are you navigating a new life's journey? Are you an aspiring artist that's looking for direction? This is Kevin Barbaro, and my new show, Coffee Talk 3.0, is your new best friend. Tune in live 
to hear successful professional artists and their inspiring real-life adventures Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern right here at TalkingAlternative.com. Bonjour, this is Dominique de Coq. Bonjour, c'est Tamara Zuboff. Bonjour, c'est Asania Kone. We are hosting Pardon My French New York City. Our guests come from all over the world. From Mali to New Caledonia, from Paris to Quebec. French is a common language, yet they all come from different cultures, backgrounds or countries. And their common desire is to make New York their home. Listen to them share their stories. Join us at Pardon My French New York City every Monday from 1 to 2 p.m. Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Welcome back, dear listeners, to Living Consciously. We are exploring the moon conjunct Pluto today about looking at the psychological transformation of our intuition, our emotions, and our intellectual bodies, trying to find a new balance through technology and the age of Aquarius. Now, if you are interested in more subjects like this or spiritual, esoteric, and new age literature, I want to bring your attention to a wonderful resource, the Quest Bookshop. It should be your starting place. It's an independent bookstore, which is what I love most about it. It is an excellent selection of books, gifts, and meditation tools, and I find, most importantly, a knowledgeable, compassionate, caring, communicative staff that will help you reach your objectives in what you're looking for. Often referred to as a peaceful sanctuary in the heart of Midtown, Manhattan Quest offers free meditation sessions several days a week, during lunchtime and after work, just when we need them the most. See all of their events and their online catalog, including my upcoming series of lectures on mythology and my introductory classes on astrology, at questbookshop.com, located here in Manhattan at 240 East 53rd Street, and please, if you pop in, do tell them Monty sent you. Now we're getting back to our subject, and what we're going to do in this last section is I always like to recap all the various areas of exploration that we've tried to touch upon today. So, Deborah, ground us. Give us some structure. We're looking at our communication style and ability is in a state of flux right now. That doesn't mean we can't control what we're doing, but what is missing and what is the advantage? Basically, it's here. It's been here for a while. Yes. And it has been uh, integrated into the lives of so many people, and it is a wonderful new art form. It's a wonderful new communication form. There are advantages as well as disadvantages, and I think what it does is it magnifies who, what the person is who is using it. Mm -hmm. So it can bring you closer in touch, connected with other people You that makes your life feel richer. It can make you feel isolated or you're judging yourself with other people because they're not getting back to you or you suddenly find 
the person you sat next to in high school, you know, is doing something you always wanted to do and you're not doing it, and what's that? Um, that I think that there are new art forms with graphic design. There's a new sense of you can get a social movement started right away, Occupy Wall Street. Yes. You know, we know where people are meeting. We know where the new hot band is playing. We know all of these things. And it's instantaneous. Instantaneous. So people do not have to go through more cumbersome forms of getting the word out. They can get it out instantaneously. On the other hand, there's cyberbullying. You know, that there is a way of attacking people and kind of magnifying that. People's uh, accounts get hacked. Uh, you it's feel a serious effect. You feel less secure. You feel uh, there are things I can't really watch my back. And I think that people feel that they've created something that's kind of hovering above us. But what is going to happen with it? We can't really control it. We can't control who looks at our Facebook account and, uh, you know, does profiles of us and then bombards us with ads or something like that. Um, it is, uh, we have to take a leap of faith. I think on the whole, it is a wonderful new Aquarian mm -hmm. step in the evolution of our species. But... I think we, as well as individuals, need to know how to stay centered, as you said. That's exactly right, because then you can respond rather than just react yes. to what's going on. I call it riding the wave, not trying to control the wave. Uh, it's so interesting. Deborah, you have given us so much today, including, and I'm taking away from it, when you're meditating, look for your inner best friend. <laughs> I think that's marvelous. Deborah, please tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you. Um, my website is www.debourahwolfphd.com. And if it weren't for social media, I wouldn't have a website. <laughs> yes, or we wouldn't have an internet radio program. So, Deborah Wolf, PhD, dot com. I think that's a very valuable resource for you, just like the Quest Bookstore. So, people, you can contact Deborah. And how can they get in touch with you, Monty? Because oh, readings. They know it. Where just just contact me here at uh, montytaylor.com or through Talking Alternative www.talkingalternative.com and look for Monty there, and you can always they can forward everything to me. But we are available. And but right now, I'm getting much more into the lecturing and teaching because. So many people just are unaware at how accessible understanding astrology is. And mythology gives astrology meaning. Astrology is the message. Mythology is the meaning. It's a language of symbols. That's what we're doing. But as we look at things, be aware that everything can be used responsibly or not. Uh, social media can turn into so, uh, cyberbullying or hacking and all of these things. We all have to practice what I call energy hygiene. When excellent, we're on the excellent, con mm -hmm. excellent concept. Very, very important. And the other important thing is understanding that you don't have to stop being you when you interact with the Internet. And a lot of people are just going through these formulas and they're really losing the subtlety and the finesse of expressing themselves. Do you find that that's one of the challenges, not not a definitive thing? Well, I think it's one of the challenges because through the Internet and texting, people have a shorter attention span. So you need to get the message across mm -hmm. more quickly. I think the day of the flowery phrase... <laughs> It is a special art form rather than generally Or the generally micromanaging of information and things like that. You see, what I'm learning is that we can't keep up to speed with the changes of the economy, the earth, and the cultures, cultures everything. 
if we take too long to do every little thing. We don't have 15 minutes to compose the response to a text like we would have 30 years ago. We don't have the Victorian era's long cursive writing. They're not even teaching cursive writing in elementary school anymore. Isn't that extraordinary? They don't have to. (laughs) Everybody knows how to text. But that's the big revelation. They don't have to teach it. It is not needed, and the older generation thinks it is. So we have to find a way to communicate what we used to do in different forms in, as you say, this new art form of communication that is in flux and evolution right now. I think there is one more thing that we ought to mention, and that is that through social media, people can get medical uh, information or other kinds of information that they need right away from experts. And that is one really wonderful new method that is available to us. Well, I find now time is a much more important element in communication than it used to be. That's really what's going on. So let's join hands and say hooray for social media and use it wisely and and kindly. Well, Deborah, I can't thank you enough for contributing all your amazing abilities with us and insights here on uh, Living Consciously. Uh, I'm so glad. Please, you can reach Deborah Wolf at DebraWolfPhD.com. And I'd like you to all please yourselves take what we learned this week and think about it. But before we go, I have to give infinite thanks to Sam Lebowitz, our fearless producer and owner of Talking Alternative, and to Janice Taylor, the technician for today's show. All of these wonderful people do so much invisible work that's never noticed unless it isn't done. They bring us to you. And I thank you, dear listeners, for being part of our dialogue and being part of our global family. So in the meantime... Deborah, thank you so much. We can't wait to see you again next month when you join us as another co-hosting event. And so all of you, as you're standing by, thank you, Deborah. Please remember to live consciously. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Are you stuck in your business or career? Trying to take your business to the next level and it keeps hitting a wall? This is Sam Lebowitz, the Conscious Consultant. I will help you get to the root cause of your abundance issues and help move you forward in your life. Call me now and let's create the future you dream of. 212-721-8183 That's 212-721-8183. The Conscious Consultant, helping conscious people be better business people. Have you ever decided to reinvent yourself? Are you navigating a new life's journey? Are you an aspiring artist that's looking for direction? This is Kevin Barbaro, and my new show, Coffee Talk 3.0, is your new best friend. Tune in live to hear successful professional artists and their inspiring real-life adventures Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, right here at TalkingAlternative.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.TalkingAlternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials. It addresses relationships, finance, business, health, and above all, creativity. Current planetary cycles can either support or challenge your objectives. I'm Montgomery Taylor. If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at monty at montytaylor.com. That's monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at montytaylor.com. 
I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network, 